Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks for stopping on by. One of the messages that I think a lot of us hear from our culture today is that we need to keep our faith and our religion sort of to ourselves. That because we don't want to disrespect someone else, because we don't want to force our faith on anyone else, that we should relegate our faith to our personal life, that we should only do sort of our faith stuff on Sunday mornings or when we're at our church buildings. I certainly think that it is essential that we respect other people and that we don't force our faith on others. But I wonder if there's any opportunity, any space in our lives to boast or brag about how wonderful our God is if there's a way we could figure out how to do that respectfully and um, carefully, but still have a place in our lives for that, not just on Sunday mornings or not just in our homes. So listen in to hear a little bit more about that idea and how that might all work. In the beginning of the sermon, I refer to the screens. In our church building, we have two screens and sometimes I put some pictures up on those screens. On the screens this the morning that I preached this sermon um, were pictures of three little kids uh, and so hopefully you can sort of imagine what they might look like through my descriptions. I have to boast about the three humans on the screens. The curly redhead who turned three yesterday is a bundle of joy and energy exploring her world every second of the day. She literally never stops moving. The little teddy bear in the middle is the sweetest, kindest boy. He is so loving it melts your heart. And the 15-month-old blondie is whip-smart and hilarious. She already speaks in full sentences, her favorite being, I want it. She's also learned that making funny sounds with her body will make other people laugh. If you haven't already figured it out, these three kiddos are my nieces and nephew. It's easy for me to boast about them because they are three of the best humans in the world. But while most of us pretty easily brag about how wonderful our kids or grandkids are, rarely do we boast about God. Perhaps we don't brag about God because we think it would sound obnoxious or weird or overly religious if we did so. Yet the Psalms, with which we are engaging over the next few months during our worship services, are so proud of God that they don't care if anyone else thinks it's weird or too religious. They are so full of thankfulness for who God is and what God has done, is doing, and will do that they are willing to praise him loudly, joyfully, and wholeheartedly. Hear these words from Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his fortress, the sky. Praise God in his mighty acts. Praise God as suits his incredible greatness. Praise God with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise God with lute and lyre. Praise God with drum and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with loud cymbals. Praise God with clashing cymbals. Let everything praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Many of the Psalms boast about God, but there's a group of them for which this is the primary focus. They are often called the Psalms of Praise. One of the common features of these Psalms, which were often meant to be sung as hymns, are the multitudinous ways they encourage us to brag about God. 
The psalmists call their audience to exalt, worship, praise, loud, murmur, talk about, proclaim, pour forth, resound, confess, speak about God. English teachers might tell you these words aren't all exact synonyms for bragging, but in the psalmist's mind, they're close enough. They all enable us to boast about how wonderful God is. Perhaps the variety of ways the psalmists say we can boast about God helps make the whole idea of boasting about God a little less scary. Most of us aren't going to walk through the streets of our town loudly exalting God for everyone to see or hear. Although if you're going to do so, let me know so I can get some popcorn and come watch. I don't even think most of us are going to talk about how proud we are of God with our friends and family. Although perhaps the world would be a better place if we quietly, carefully, gently, and only at the appropriate times shared about our relationship with God and how it helps inform our attitudes and actions. But even if most of us would shy away from these ways of praising God, all of us can and probably have murmured our praise for God in a quiet thank you when something has gone well. I'll bet most of us have praised God with a gentle smile when we see something beautiful. We can even boast about God through tears streaming down our cheeks, perhaps when we hold our child in our arms for the first time, or when we stand at the grave of a loved one and remember God's comfort and care for them throughout their lives. Perhaps the psalmist detailed the wide variety of ways we can brag about God because they understood that everyone needs to boast about God in their own way. There's no particular format we're required to use when we boast about God because that wouldn't honor the fact that God created each of us uniquely and specially. It also wouldn't jive with the idea that God wants to hear us speaking about him in our own voice, with our own heart and mind engaged in the boasting. I also think the psalmist understood that in different circumstances, we need different ways of praising God. Sometimes we need to loudly shout our praises for God, like on Easter or when we're told our cancer is in remission. At other times, we won't be able to even get the words out of our mouths, like in the middle of the night when we're tossing and turning and remember the promise from Psalm 56 that God sees our sleeplessness. Life is filled with a wide variety of experiences, and so we need a wide variety of ways to praise God as we experience them. We don't need to be afraid of bragging about God. We just need to figure out what works best for us. We don't need to be afraid of boasting about God. We just need to find the right time and place. The variety of ways the psalmist praise God help assure us that there's no wrong or right way to do so. We just simply need to do it. The Psalms of Praise also have an emphasis on the word all. They insist that everything that has breath should praise the Lord. Not just humans, but animals and plants too. They encourage boasting about God using all the instruments, not just the organ or the piano. They detail the importance of all generations and ages sharing stories about the amazing things God has done for them with each other. They teach that boasting about God should be done with all our being, not just our vocal cords, but with our whole bodies, not just with our sense of hearing and sight, but also with our sense of smell, touch, even taste not just with our minds, but also with our hearts. Sometimes it's tempting to leave the praise of God to the professionals. I'll just sit back here and watch as Pastor Ruth does the boasting about God. Or I'll let the choir sing God's praises. They sound better. 
But the psalmist insists that if we love God, if we are grateful for God's actions in our lives, if we have experienced God with us and for us, then we should be boasting about God with all that we are and all that we have. We don't have to do it like everyone else is doing it or in the ways it's always been done. But praising God is the work of all of us who love God and give thanks for God. The Psalms of Praise offer two groups of reasons we should boast about God. Firstly, they brag about the things God does. Over and over again, the authors of these Psalms mention the wonderful ways God has acted in their lives. Sometimes the psalmists carefully detail the ways they have seen God at work. For instance, several of the psalms brag about how God brought the Israelites up out of their slavery in Egypt. Other times, the psalmists more broadly praise God for saving them or caring for them or feeding them when they were hungry. Whatever the circumstances, the psalmists are clear that they have noticed the wonderful things God has done for them and are delighted to boast in God's faithfulness to them. It can be hard to notice the things God is doing for us. It's easy to be blinded by life's problems and pain, drudgery and monotony. When we struggle to see God at work in the big, difficult situations in our lives, in our families, in our communities, in the world, it can be easy to forget to look for God in the little things. But God is often more easily seen in the smaller details, like making it through a green light when you're running late, or finding your lost earring, or having a stranger hold a door open for you when your hands are full. If we're having a hard time seeing God at work in the big things, focus on the details of life, which we so easily glance over. Look for the ways God is acting in the little stuff, and then brag about God for his presence even in the minutia of our worlds. Secondly, the Psalms of Praise boast about God's character. God's personal qualities. Psalm 145, which is perhaps considered the mother of all praise psalms, boasts about how God is great, worthy, mighty, glorious, majestic, powerful, good, righteous, gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, loving, trustworthy, faithful, and near. That is quite the list of attributes, and Psalm 145 is not a particularly long psalm. Some folks point out that some of these descriptions of God's characters overlap a bit. Mighty and powerful are basically synonyms, but that's part of the psalmist's point. The psalmists want to accumulate a many-sided, though overlapping account of Yahweh's character, explained one scholar, because it helps drive home the point that God is worth boasting about. God isn't just okay. God isn't just a little wonderful. God is all the good things we could list to describe someone. And if God is all the good things, then of course we should boast about him. What are the characteristics you love most about God? If you were picking from that long list the author of Psalm 45 puts together, what would you say are your favorite things about God? It might seem strange to think about it this way, But the Christian faith is a relationship with God. We know our favorite things about the people with whom we're in relationship. My favorite thing about one of my nieces is how fascinated she is by people. She is always watching folks and trying to engage with them. My favorite thing about my other niece is how much she wants to bring joy into other people's lives. She delights in making others smile 
favorite thing about my nephew is how loving he is. He will cuddle you until you can cuddle no more. Those three kiddos are three and under. I've known God a lot longer than I've known them. So I hope I'd be able to name the things I most appreciate about God's character, perhaps even better than I can detail the characters of those sweet kiddos who are just becoming themselves. My guess is some of you are still on the fence about this whole boasting about God thing. So let me give it a whirl for you. I want to boast about the sunrises God has been making in the last few weeks. They have been the most stunning array of colors, peaches and fuchsias, and every shade of blue you can imagine. Get up early some morning this week, my friends, and just soak it in. God's artistry has been on display. I also want to boast about God's faithfulness. So often I'll get to a point in my day when I'm frustrated, running out of steam, and then some little thing happens to remind me that God is still with me. Perhaps one of you smiling at me as you walk by my office, or a cardinal sitting in the branches of the magnolia out my, outside my window. And that reminds me that God is still with me, still caring for me, still giving me what I need to complete my work. I could keep bragging about God for a long time, but I'm going to stop there because I want you to try it. When you're done listening, will you grab a pencil and a piece of paper and jot down a few of the ways you want to boast about God? Perhaps you'll praise God for some of the things he's done in your life. Perhaps you'll praise God for some aspect of his character. I hope both will come to your heart and mind. But spend at least the next few minutes boasting about how amazing our God is. And then perhaps it won't feel so weird when you start to do it every day. Thanks for listening today, my friends. In this message, I quoted from John Golden Gay's commentary on the Psalms. As you go about your day, may you be on the lookout for reasons to boast about God. And may you not be intimidated or afraid or worried about doing so. But may you find in your own time and in your own way, ways to brag about our wonderful God. Grace and peace to you. Amen.